LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. Your boy was in the building to see your future Heisman Trophy winner play his last game in Tiger Stadium, Jaden Daniels. When you talk about the Heisman Trophy, whoever you are listening to this right now, watching this right now, doing obviously from uncle's house when I'm on the road here in Tiger Stadium. When you look at the Heisman Trophy mission statement, it says something along the lines of the integrity of the award about the perseverance and hard work of the most outstanding player in college football. Did you know, whoever you are taking in this content right now, that this was the fourth time that Jaden Daniels has won a game this year where he trailed in the second half? Folks, it's not a matter of the LSU production. It's not a matter of what you witness today versus Texas A&M. It's not a matter of this offense, I believe, being the first ever college football offense to average at least seven yards per play in every single game that they played. We're going to talk about Malik Neighbors. We're going to talk about Brian Thomas Jr. We're going to talk about all of that. It's the fact that you were able to get it done for me when we needed you the most. LSU defense can't get a stop, no problem. 10-point deficit, no problem. Jaden Daniels gets it done. Jaden Daniels gets it done. Next thing, okay, this is probably going to be the biggest takeaway from this entire live stream because the Jaden Daniels Heisman discourse is going to continue throughout the next couple of weeks. But whoever you are right now, it is time to admit that Malik Neighbors is the greatest LSU wide receiver of the modern era. He is. He is number one. It's done. Now, we can get into a debate about who had the best season. Was it Malik this season or Jamar Chase in 2019? I'd probably give a slight edge to Jamar Chase in 2019. We can obviously calibrate for the offensive period that players played in. Obviously, the receivers of yesteryear didn't get to play in more modern offenses that we've been running over the past five seasons. But Malik Neighbors is the best I have seen. And this is my channel, and I'm willing to debate this with anybody. Okay? Now, like I've said, that doesn't mean that he's going to be the best in the NFL. That doesn't mean that there haven't been other guys who are worthy of that title. But today cemented not only Malik Neighbors being that, but today solidified Malik Neighbors winning the Bolitnikoff. So it used to be a few weeks ago, I felt better about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman than Malik Neighbors winning the Bolitnikoff because of how much brand equity the Marvin Harrison name has and Marvin Harrison being you know, the preseason favorite to win the Belenikov. But now Malik has distanced himself from Marvin Harrison. Now, full disclosure, I did not see Marvin Harrison play today. 
maybe he went off. Okay. Maybe I should have looked that up before today, but I doubt knowing what I know about the Ohio State result that Marvin Harrison was better than Malik Neighbors today because it's going to be hard for any wide receiver to have a better game than Malik Neighbors had today. Now, I know he had a big drop, but we also missed him on a few other throws. He got it done for us in the second half. Kyron Lacey got it done. Brian Thomas Jr. made a big catch. It was good seeing Chris Hilton get a catch. But it is important to note that the entire first half offense was Jaden Daniels scrambling. Okay, It wasn't guys necessarily getting wide open. It wasn't necessarily just unbelievable play calls. It was Jaden finding a way to get it done. Also, the LSU defense stunk again, going up against a third-string quarterback. Obviously, it is great to see uh, the All-22 view at all times. It's the beauty of actually going to games. If you sit high enough, you could see everyone on the field, and you can – you know, twist your head any way you want so you can see the game from whichever angle you want from where you're sitting. Um, you know, as as a viewer on TV, you're only, you know, you're, you're basically uh, just a prisoner of whichever camera angle the production truck decides to use. The LSU defense actually made stops today, all right? I understand that the final number didn't look great because it wasn't – a great performance. And I understand Texas A&M doesn't play at necessarily a faster pace, but we finally got a clutch stop in the second half. And we finally got Mason Smith basically going out there and winning us a game because his pass rush is what created the Greg Penn interception. So Mason Smith deserves a lot of credit. I was able to run into Harold Perkins uncle. I had a great 10-minute uh, conversation on the way back uh, to the post-game show. He talked to me about a few things uh, about Harold Perkins uh, this year, and he felt Perk, you know, obviously he's he's going to hold Perk to a very high standard. He thought Perk played fine today. Uh, he, played, he thought he played good. This was a good game for Harold Perkins. This was a good game. I, I thought Andre Sam did some good things today. There was also some really bad performances. We'll get to those in just a second, but I want to be positive because – we are in a position where we have won nine games and we still have one final game to get to a 10 and three record. 10 and three always looks good. And we're obviously going to see if Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. are going to play in the bowl game. The only bad thing about today is today we'll solidify Brian Thomas Jr. going to the NFL because he was fantastic again today. Absolutely fantastic. Um, wasn't obviously his best, best, best game, but it was still very, very, very good. Now, pretty crazy on a post-game show that we have to start a little bit later. Uh, there's already 109 uh, of, of you in here, and that number hopefully will continue to grow. If you're new to PHL, please like, subscribe, share this live stream. It also goes a long way that if you see me at a game, stop me, right? I just got a message from someone saying, hey, I, I saw you at the game, and you you – I, I didn't want to say anything to you. If you see me at an LSU game anywhere, you can see me at a gas station. I got stopped at a gas station uh, like an hour outside of Baton Rouge on the way back. Uh, please stop me. I, I, I want to meet each and every one of you. Let's go to Ryan Super Chat here. Jaden just drugged this team to a win and earned the Heisman. Yes. I won't just say Jaden, though, because Malik was so good. 
I mean, the, you're witnessing something truly spectacular. Also, if Madhouse gets fired, please, anyone you would like as the next defensive coordinator. Okay. So we'll talk about Madhouse here. Another tough, 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 tough game. Uh, I do want to include something that Brian Kelly said in the press conference. And the good thing about starting a little bit later is I am able to, you know, consume uh, press conference clippings and, and, and whatnot. And Brian Kelly said LSU changed to a cover two trail coverage and it got three straight stops and they hadn't run it all season. Um, I'll say it once. I'll say it again about the LSU defense. This group was obviously lost. We had a bunch of coverage busts on on third down. We talked about it in the halftime uh, show at length. It was very interesting, okay, that the LSU defense just could not get off the field. I actually did go look it up, uh, you know, during half. And um, Henderson, a backup quarterback, who's not that great, he's he's a pretty good – I'll say this. For a third-string quarterback, he's very good. The fact that they were able to get someone from Fresno who had a bunch of experience, he's actually a very good third-string quarterback. Um, he's not an SEC-level starter. He had a really good game. Okay? <laughs> There's no other way around it. You can't really ask for so much, uh, for, for too much. Something else I'll say about Texas A&M today, because I know it's under. I, I know it feels great to trash the other team, especially one like Texas A&M, who we don't like. They don't like us. We don't like them. Um, you guys saw the game last year and the, and the way they beat us down. They actually had a good game plan. I'm serious. They actually had a good game plan. It's just Jaden is just too good. He's too good. Okay. When you're going up against someone who's one of the best to ever do it, and uh, Jaden is just that, there, there's sometimes things you can't do. Unlike Florida, they made Jaden's life very difficult, and he was really pushed to the max to go out there and make plays. I thought Texas A&M was very well coached today by an interim coach. So I don't know what's next for uh, Elijah uh, Robinson. Please correct me if I'm wrong if, if I'm saying his name uh, correctly. He beautifully managed the first half of this game and put them in about as good of a position to win this game as they possibly could have. Okay, I thought uh, both in scheme and just overall in general, I didn't like the way we coached the first half. I didn't like some of the calls in the first half on both sides of the football. I didn't like... The fact that on fourth and one on the very first drive of the game with the Heisman Trophy level quarterback, we're punting the football away. Um, you know, their, their tight end had probably the most Jekyll and Hyde game. Max Wright, number 42, had a Rob Gronkowski run after the catch. And we uh, also saw him drop two absolutely massive ones, including the biggest one of the, the, the biggest drop of the game. Uh, which was the one in the first half. Now Malik obviously had a big one, but you know you you give and take, right? If your best receiver drops one pass every game, but he does everything else that he does during the course of a game, um, you obviously take that, right? Now we say hi to this Haley woman. Gosh, she is so fine. God, dog, what's up, BC? Good to see you. Uh, 
Harold Perkins was was really good today. Really good. Um, so that's obviously a, a good thing. Now, the 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 next question here is anyone you would like as the next defensive coordinator? Yeah, Ryan, th- there are a few names out there that I would be very interested in. I think for me, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of teams making coordinator changes right now in the SEC. Okay. What makes it very difficult is the early signing period is coming up here in just a few weeks. Okay. So this is why it, when you guys push back at me about pushing back the early signing period, I always say, well, this is difficult for the the athletes and the coaches, right? Because if Brian Kelly wants to make a change, it's better to do it now, right? Um, Because there's a lot of guys who were recruited by Madhouse, and they, they're they here uh, in part because of Madhouse. <sighs> I do, I do think they need to make a change, and I would like to see it done quickly. Now, I will also say this. We have got, got, got to do a better job getting transfer portal linebackers, okay? I won't say who because I want to keep the focus here on this postgame show. It was very interesting to see not only what was said about Omar Spates, but who was saying it on social media and just in general. Okay. Now, with my job, if you I don't I don't like calling it a job, but it, it is what pay puts, you know, keeps the lights on for me. Uh I get a lot of texts and, and stuff like that during the game. Okay. When I'm at the game, obviously a lot fly in late. All right, some get through, some don't. I don't know how it works, okay? The amount of people who have destroyed Omar Spates is unlike any other that I can remember in recent memory. That was tough. Okay. That was really, really, really tough to watch that unfold. That was not good, Omar Spates. And there there needs to be questions answered. Okay. Obviously, when LSU got him out of the portal, it made a lot of sense, right? Pac-12 linebacker coming over to the SEC. The one thing that you can see with all the portal linebackers that have come to LSU, there have now been three different ones in about as many seasons that were starters and big pieces of our defense, okay? They struggled with the physicality jump to the Southeastern Conference. They, they, They just did, okay? Now, the three that I'm going to reference here and there's actually four uh, here, but I, I'll, I'll leave it to just three. Um, it is amazing how many linebackers that have come over to LSU that we thought were, were really good and were big producers at their previous stops, like really good graded PFF guys at previous stops. 
one of them I would consider has turned out to be a very good linebacker, and that is Jarrell Cox. Okay, he struggled tackling though. The other three that that are just coming to the top of my mind: Bug Strong, um, obviously Mike Jones, and of course Omar Spates. Man, it's 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 been tough. They they struggle to tackle. It, it's just it's it's it, it, it's just the truth. Okay. Uh, let's go to Drew. Go Tigers! Congrats, Jaden. The the job Madhouse did this year is inexcusable. If you only did half a, a half job we'd likely be in the hunt for it all we're possible 10 stops from the sec championship game yeah so let me let me be pretty clear about um about this super chat it's a really 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 good super chat okay and my wife is in the chat so ladies not all at once huh 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 um look and look i'll also say this got to talk to male and female friends and fans of of, of PHL uh, today. So it was really good uh, to see all of you before we get into this next topic, okay? I understand that with the team aspect of football, we like to think of what could have been for our team, all right? We had the most productive LSU quarterback. I mean, his numbers and Joe Burrow's numbers are so neck and neck. But one of the most productive quarterbacks in the history of college football. One of the best wide receiver tandems in the history of college football. We had those two things along with a great offensive line and a lot of experience, a lot of returning starters. This season will be looked at by LSU fans as a massive failure. And guess what? Those are the breaks. It happens. Every year there is only one national champion. The odds of actually winning a national championship are somewhat distant. It's difficult to win national championships. You need things to go your way to win national championships, okay? That's all there is to it. And one of the things that needs to go your way is one side of the football not totally sucking. What I don't want to happen with LSU fan discourse is because, and and this happens with the 2011 team, we don't just celebrate the greatness of that team. We just talk about one game on 1-9-12, what I and, and look, you're each and every one of your LSU fans. You can celebrate and and talk about LSU football any way you want to. I I, I never bash anyone with rational opinions on here. We do tend to teams that don't win the national championship to not focus on what was great, but focus on what was bad. Okay, so for me, I don't want everyone to feel like, hey, this season is all about our defense sucking. No. This season should be partially. Oh my goodness! What is this? A chicken alfredo calzone from Tolos? Are you kidding me? Look at that! That's good stuff, man. Tolos, my favorite. Um, one of my favorite restaurants in Louisiana. Serious. I'll probably get it on the way home tomorrow. 
Um, so while the sweet aroma takes me over, and by the way, Tolos, you got to partner with PHO. What are you doing? We could do all kinds of meetups throughout the state at all your locations. I go to all of them. I, I, I just got to be real. I will remember this season for Jaden Daniels, a man who had his trash, and I say his trash, he had his locker room raided by his former team, a man who lost both of his grandparents or um, in, in lost two grandparents in a short period of time who changed how he played the game drastically from one year to the next, who was willing to not accept his sometimes mediocrity level of play last year and did not rest on his laurels with his amazing athleticism and all of that. That's what I'll remember this season for. I'll remember this great offensive line, Malik Neighbors, and all those different things. So... Yes, two things can be true at once. We can talk about Matt House and how bad he failed us this year and how bad this defense failed us this year, while also at the same time realize what Jaden Daniels was to this team. Okay? So, there you go. (laughs) I'm glad my wife is having to reclaim me in the chat. Okay, it's good stuff. I, I, we might have to renew our vows uh, here here tonight, huh? 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 Uh, so there you go. You're right, Big Grits. I mean, I I think he is the greatest LSU wide receiver I've ever seen. I do. Chase might have had a better peak, but Malik is that guy. Okay. Now, what I'll also not enter the conversation it's because i know a lot of odell people are going to leak in here and say well what about the punt returns i'm talking just about wide receiver play if because you know when you talk about odell you got to factor in his all-purpose right because he's one of the best return guys some would say he is the best punt returner in lsu history i would say uh i I, you know there's a whole debate about that but when it comes to just being a wide receiver, Malik Neighbors is a goat. Okay? Now, next thing. A few other things I saw today that really stood out to me. And I can't believe I'm 22 minutes and 46 seconds into this. I would like to claim only one player on this team. Only one player on this team, I would say, is one of our... 120% own. Okay. And I love him. Love him from the bottom of my heart. I reached out to him last week. Didn't see the text back. Ha, 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 ha. But when you talk about a big play in this game that was very underrated, Slade Roy. My guy. Oh, yeah. It's only Anaya Smith, one of the best punt returners in the country. And what did Slade Roy do? Wrestled him. 
wrestled him to the ground. Now, I've actually watched a good amount of Texas A&M football, okay, for the SEC channel. Slade Roy should not be overlooked on that tackle. And I might be the only post-game show that will bring that up because it wasn't the absolute hardest tackle to make. It was a bold decision by Anais Smith to return that punt. But it also wasn't an easy one. Okay? So, look, I, I got to be real. I, I, I got to be real. All right? Clifton, let him in. Let him in, Clifton. I got I got I got to be real man. Malik Neighbors is uh, I say Malik Neighbors. Slade Roy deserves a lot of credit cuz Anaya Smith is dead Lee. All right. And look, even Stevie Wonder could see Slade Roy fired up after that tackle. He got in front of the student section, didn't get super close to him, but he was good. He was flexing on him. Do it, do it, Slade. Huh? Huh? That's so good, Slade. I love it. I love that man. Freaking love that man. Okay. Nurse Court, what's good? So, um, thanks to Nurse Court, I got to meet Peggy today. The legendary LSU Peggy. Kind of sort of meet, but I also got to see my friend Kristen and Adam. They got married today. Uh, not, Not today, but they got married a few weeks ago. And uh, and shout out to them. Okay. Big shout out to them. They got engaged, and the first thing that they did as an engaged couple was come to the PHO meetup last year. That's cool stuff. Huh? 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 That's good stuff. Let's see. Uh, now, look at this. What's up, Branson? Look at this guy. What's up, bud? We're going to put Branson Cat on here in a second. Yeah, uh, wait, wait, are you are you gonna hang? Yeah, I got you. I got a. Let's see. Oh, you got a cord? Okay, let, let, let's, let's 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 get you let's get you linked in, man. Dude, you got you got a whole, whole setup. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get to some Brian Kelly audio, and then we're gonna we're gonna put PHL legend Brains Cat on here in a second. Um, Slade Roy should have started over Armar Spates. That is the funniest message of all time, Kellen. I freaking. Love it. I don't know why I even get lucky to do this. This is just so stupid that this is. I got to freaking watch Jaden Daniels in the flesh. I won't ever get that chance again. Okay. And guess what? That's okay. Life, life moves on. It's fine. But I'm sad. No more. Uh, no, no more. No more Jaden Daniels for me. The only, the only downside of doing the show on the road is I don't have my Jaden Daniels bobble in the back. In the background. Now, before we get to some Brian Kelly audio here, and uh, you can hear him break down what two trail technique is. We'll talk about that in the film study. I'm not the absolute best coverage specialist because I didn't play DB. I can break down Mason Smith's swim move because that was my favorite move as a zero tech. Uh, these are the final stats. Okay, so Jaden Dale, 16 to 24, 235 and four tutties, 11 carries for 120 yards. I don't know why all these Oregon mouth breezers still come after me when they talk about Bo Nix this, Bo Nix that. And then you say, well, what about the rushing? 
And then there's like, ah, well, this he can run if However, they talk in Oregon. I don't know. I don't think they sound like that in Oregon. Um, but Jay Nails should be the Heisman Trophy winner. I will say this: the only as good as your last game mantra still holds true. This wasn't Jaden's best game. I wouldn't even consider the scary thing is I don't know if I'd consider this one of his top three games this season. Um, it might be top five. That's how good he's been this year. I'm just saying Bo Nix is on a heater. All right. But as we always do, uh, we take a look at the yard per play numbers. One thing I'll say, LSU's rush defense this year has been terrible. 41 carries, 96 yards. Now, sack stats are kind of, you know, put into this. But I, I, I got to be real. LSU rush defense was a lot better today. But 25 catches for 294 and two tutties, it's just not good enough. Okay. Time possession, Texas A&M 36-39 to 23-21. It's obviously not – I mean, it looks – that looks a lot worse than it is. Uh, but part of it is because LSU does score so quickly – that it's becomes an issue, right? 36-39, time of possession. Um, we got to get out the field on third down. So, actually, I take that back. We, It, it does look a lot. It is as bad as it looks. Huh? 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 Overall, they were 11 for 23 on third and fourth down combined. 11 for 23, and we were 6 for 10. So, teams really struggled to get out the field. Penalties-wise, it was uh, pretty even. Then you take a look at the defensive side of the football here. And once again, like I mentioned, Harold Perkins was sensational again today. And that's, you know, it's kind of the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of, of Harold Perkins this season. You know, he had a few games where he was just simply unreal, Missouri being another one of those. And today was another one of those, right? 1.5 tackles for loss. I will say. This is why recruiting matters. The two leading tacklers for Texas A&M today is actually one of which is a teammate of someone who's about to join us here in a second, uh, Jacoby Matthews and uh, Edron Cooper, who was playing with a heavy heart today, lost his girlfriend, uh, according to Edron Cooper last week. I'm glad he got to come home to play in Louisiana, and he balled out uh, today. It was their second uh, or their tied for first place leading tacklers. So there you go. Now, before we get to BK, let's uh, take a few of these uh, questions here. Alan's calling JD5 to the Superdome. Rick, thank you for all your Super Chats during halftime, man. It's good to see you. Uh, Pegasus says, I don't care what anyone says. My Heisman. Jordan, good to see you, man. Uh, Dev, what's up? Let's see. Good to see the PHL fam. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Stevie. I I do. I th- I think if you if you do swap, you put Jane Daniels on Oregon, Bo Nix on LSU. We're still a really good team with Bo Nix as our quarterback, but we're not what we are with Jane Daniels. We're definitely two losses worth. I don't think Bo Nix is winning the Missouri game. Okay, I I, I just it, it's. It's just the truth, okay? 
Yeah, Jaden, if there is one thing, he, he does right out the gate struggle some. But, I mean, that's still just nitpicking, man. How many just amazing runs he made today where there really wasn't a whole lot happening, right? I think um, it as crazy as it sounds, they did a good job getting on top of some of the double moves uh, that uh, – um, that, that we tried to run with the BTJ in this game. And that was really impressive. It really, really, really was. I still can't believe my wife had to justify me being her husband in the chat. I just kind of shock y'all. Y'all can't tell who my wife is. And that's crazy, man. Some of y'all are trying to get after, get after my wife in here. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that was, I, I guess that's what happened. I don't know why she had to clarify that she was, she was with me. Some of y'all, y'all better watch out. If I see you in the streets, man, you're going to get all five, seven, two twenty of me pause. Uh, and I will, I will tear you up. I think, <laughs> huh? 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 Pause again. That's right. Redmond Shoebox. Uh, with the, with the future question. I love the, the name in the photo. Everybody welcome Redmond Shoebox to the channel. Based on what I've seen from these past two years, Best case, worst case, where is this program in 2025? Current issues aside, I believe in BK. I do too. I do too. I do believe in Brian Kelly. Um, I, I, will, I will say this. Last season's team, I feel, was one of his best coaching jobs he's ever had in his career, and that includes Notre Dame. It could be the best coaching job that he ever had coming in year one and winning the SEC West and winning some games last year in spite of Jaden not playing well, right? Less than 100 yards passing versus Auburn, less than 100 yards passing versus Arkansas. And in particular, the Arkansas game, there were some misses that Jaden had. Now I feel like the shoe is on the other foot here where there are a lot of games this season that Jaden won for us despite not the most optimal optimal coaching. And, and more of that is on house than it is on BK, but it is BK's responsibility on who the defensive coordinator is. And if your defense gets so rancid and so bad, and this has happened with you know Brian Kelly being more involved with the overall defensive operations, but I still feel he's let Matt House do his thing. There are still instances where you could step in and, and be that guy and be that person. Okay. So I, I feel like this season, coaching wise, it wasn't Brian Kelly's best. And I think if he was sitting right here, he would tell you that, yeah, we should have had more in a season where Jaden played as well as he did. And there's probably going to be a piece of him that, that will feel sad that we didn't get more done with, uh, with, with Jaden. Now, Next thing I would say about that, all right, and I do think this is a very important distinction to be made, all right? Everything that Brian Kelly told you in the preseason came true. He told you the secondary was a mess, okay? Some of that was evident in people that actually went to practice. Uh, if you are – a fan of PHL, you knew this going into the season. I listened to almost every second of every Brian Kelly interview I possibly can. 
And if you honestly piece some of them together, you can see him lowering the championship, you know, expectations for what we want. And obviously year three has always been the biggest year for Brian Kelly. It has, but it still should have never gotten this bad. Okay. Now, if we're being fair, how many losses this season would you consider bad losses? Now that we know that Ole Miss is a 10-win team, now that we know that Alabama is a 10-win team, now that we know Florida State's a 10-win team, none of the losses are just bad. But did we play at our optimal level? We can talk about this player or that player or this scheme, that scheme. We should have run more QB spy, more cover two trail technique or whatever. We, 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 we could have done this or that or the third, whatever. We were not optimally coached this season. We just weren't, okay? And a lot of that falls on the man that, that, that gets $10 million a season. But part of this is growth for him too. So – Look, Brian Kelly is still the right guy for this job, and a big reason why he is still the right guy is the guy who had the biggest win this season was suspended today, and that, of course, was Jim Harbaugh. Michigan beat Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh was not present on the sideline. Part of being a good head coach is knowing that I know you're going to be there next year. All right? Every season. You don't know what's next for Jim Harbaugh. You don't know what scandal's next. You don't know what job is next. You know one thing I haven't heard? I haven't heard any Brian Kelly to Texas A&M rumors. You know what I have heard? Ryan Day to Texas A&M. Okay? There's only a few other elite coaches that we know will never leave for another job. And that's Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Those are the only two coaches that are elite. And at the top of the profession that we know will never leave their current job for anything. Okay. And then the anything, anything. Brian Kelly was asked about offseason rumors. What was he? And he, he obviously nipped that in the bud. So I like to think long term. College football is weird. You got to have breaks go your way for national championship level teams. Well, Brian Kelly, I think at some point we'll win a national championship at LSU. I'm still a big believer, even though I don't feel we were put in the absolute best spot to win this year. Okay. Let's get to our next super chat. It's my friend and yours, Desmond. He always holding the let's go band. I think Jim Leonard should be Brian Kelly's first call. LSU does well with Wisconsin defensive coordinators. I love that comment, Desmond. So he is obviously referencing. Uh, Dave Aranda here as the last Wisconsin defensive coordinator that we brought in. And obviously Jim Leonard uh, would be very interested because he probably feels some type of way, but not getting the Wisconsin job and the Wisconsin uh, Badgers not having a good season under Luke Fickle this year for Wisconsin standards. They haven't been just terrible, uh, but they haven't been great either. Okay. I would, I, I would be interested in Jim Leonard. I really would. The, it, it makes sense for him because he's still on the ascent of his coaching career. 
I don't think he would view this as a lateral move. I think he would view this as a step up. Number one, like you mentioned, a Wisconsin defensive coordinator did use this as a step up, and it did get him a Power 5 head coaching job. And once again, he's not been that good at it, but he that's the dream, to get a Power 5 head coaching job, right? So, yeah, I think Jim Leonard, um, obviously, you know, coming from the north to the, to the south, it's different. But I, I think he would be interested in that because it would make sense for his career. Um, and the next thing, obviously, is I love somebody with a chip on his shoulder. Okay. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but Missouri ran the score up on Arkansas. Now, why? Because Eli Jinkowitz has a chip on his shoulder from how he feels about certain Arkansas administration because he was a high school coach in the area. He had a point to prove. Okay. You could see with the way Missouri plays, they always kind of have a point to prove. Eli Drinkwitz is hungry. He's, he's recruiting at a high level. I like younger coaches on the ascent. Okay. Madhouse is a coach on the younger-ish side on the decline. We got to make a switch. Okay. It got to make a switch. All right. So there you go. Now. Let's get some Brian Kelly audio. And uh, we'll get to some Branson Cat here in just a second. He's holding it down, the PHL Nation. And let's hear from the head man himself. Type Y for yes if you can hear him loud and clear. Well, and I, I know you already know this, but, uh, you know, 7-0 at home. Uh, we're really proud of that accomplishment. That was some, something that, uh, you know, we talked about um, winning at home um, in Tiger Stadium is important to us. Um, I think 13-1 and one over the last two years at home. The, that, that is, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, we talk about and, and playing well at home. And I thought our guys, uh, you know, we said this on a number of occasions, um, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. We're not perfect. Um, we have to grind, uh, but I'm proud of their um, resolve. And I think that showed, especially in the second half, I think, um, you know, they were two of nine um, in, in the second half and third down um, conversions. We couldn't stop them. We couldn't get off the field in the first half. In the second half, uh, they really uh, made some plays. We got the pick. Uh, which was huge, converted that offensively. And then our playmakers made plays. Big-time players make big-time plays in, in games like this. And you saw neighbors and uh, Thomas and obviously Daniels um, uh, with the four touchdowns against, I would consider the best defense that we've played all year. Um, just a, another incredible performance. So, Really proud of our coaches, really proud of our football team uh, to come back and get a victory and get nine wins and have a, a chance for uh, for 10 again um, was was an important um, milestone for us. So uh, with that, we'll open up to questions. So that fourth quarter, uh, you, you said big time players, but crunch time, you know, I think uh, Jaden goes for 100 yards passing in that one. He had barely over 100 throughout the entire game. What did, what did you see in that sense of urgency? 
Well, again, I, I think we, you know, we made some plays defensively that uh, I thought got some momentum. And then, you know, quite frankly, I thought our offensive line kind of, you know, stood tall, um, protected, uh, and we won some one-on-one matchups. Um, became a little bit more uh, predictable in terms of what was going to happen out there. They had tried some different things, obviously, with, you know, dropping eight, and he heard them running the football. Um and then the pressures, you know, we were able to, you know, start to pick up the pressures and then get the one-on-one matchups. And um, again, I, I, you know, you, you may get Jaden for a little bit, but you, you just can't keep him down. John, the fourth down call, it looked like you thought about it for about less than a second. What, what was your thinking there? And at that point in the game, did you feel like that was necessary at that point? I felt it was necessary at that point that we needed to convert in that situation. And, you know, I was trying, I was trying to get the attention of the offense, but our special teams coach was halfway on the field. So I had to get him off the field because there was no way in that situation we were going to give the football up. Coach right here, uh, maybe around the country, you know, teams are going to see and fans are going to see the explosiveness of your offense, but what kind of pride do you and the rest of the staff take in being able to kind of grind out drives late in the game to ice games? Well, Look, I mean, the explosiveness is in the numbers, right? If you do the research, and and many have already done the research in terms of big plays, 20 yards or more, they're out there. But to win games, you still have to control the football. And they did a great job today. Hats off to Elijah and uh, his staff coming in here um, and having his football team ready to play. And and, and controlling the clock was their best chance today, and, and they did a terrific job. But when it counted most late in the game, uh, we were able to do that offensively and uh, grind some clock and, and shorten the game in the fourth quarter when we got the lead. Ryan, when it comes to third down, I think A&M was over its last five. Was there a specific adjustment y'all made, maybe with Harold in particular, or something else that maybe attributed to that? Yeah, so we were getting – we were, we were getting overloaded in, in zones with their passing game. Um, you know, in particular into the short field, they were running vertical switch routes and then bringing a drive route back that we just couldn't match in our zone. And it was difficult in man coverage. So um, we went to a spy technique with, with Harold. And then we went to, um, to an old fashioned two trail coverage where we just ran cover two behind it and we just ran trail technique underneath so we got underneath all of the receivers because they were as you know um a lot of spot routes a lot of curls a lot of drive routes that we just couldn't match um and and that we got three consecutive stops uh being in trail coverage we hadn't run it all year uh we kind of had to make that adjustment at halftime we talked to the kids about what we needed them to do and and um to their credit they went out and executed it Coach, last year, uh, Malik Neighbors didn't get off to the best start with those two missed punt returns. This this year, he sets the record for LSU with receptions. Talk about his growth from last year to this year and see how much work he put in behind the scenes. Yeah, and again, it's a natural progression within this program that players are going to develop and that when <clears throat> when it's time, um, you know, for them to um, – you know, move to that next level, you know, whether it's their sophomore year, junior year, senior year, you're going to see player development here. Um, 
that's why I love coaching. That's why I'm in this business because uh, we're going to develop our players. And so he's part of a program where you're going to see player development. Uh, our players are going to have their best year in their, in their later years as they develop. We played a lot of freshmen this year. And um, the, the, there was some growing pains, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But they're going to be better for it next year. And, um, it, it, and we're going to see that um, tangibly uh, in the way they play. Coach, not to jump too far ahead, but uh... – as, as Major Burns came off the field, you could see him taking extra time looking at the crowd before he walked through the tunnel. Malik had tears in his eyes. You gave Brian Harris Jr. a huge hug there at the end near the goal line. What kind of conversations do you have now with, with these guys <coughs> in terms of the bowl game coming up with, you know, players now deciding not to play in bowl games to get ready for the NFL? Do you see any of that possibility, you know, for, for the Tigers? Yeah, I'm sure some of them, you know, will have to make some decisions as to whether they think it's in their best interest moving forward, whether they, you know, stay or go. We've had preliminary conversations with all of our players relative to staying uh, for another year, leaving for the NFL, uh, playing in the game. So we've got a pretty good sense of, um, you know, where our guys are at. And, you know, for us, it's about uh, information. It's about making that they making sure they make the best decision uh, for themselves and for their future. So uh, we're going to be in good shape no matter what happens, um, regardless of who the player is. So, um, again, I, I think we've done a pretty good job. We'll do some more meetings this week. We'll have exit interviews with all of our players uh, and then probably have even a, a stronger feeling about, you know, uh, where our players are at relative to um, the next step. Yeah, Brian, what do you think that uh, the Heisman Butters will take away from the final impression of Jaden today? What did you think they would take away? Well, I arguably would say that this, first of all, it's a top 10 defense in the country. Um, I, I think their defensive line is outstanding. Um, and he had four touchdown passes. Um, you know, you throw for four touchdown passes against a, a defense, you put up 42 points. Um, it sure as heck can't hurt you. Um, and then obviously running the way he did, um, you know, I, I just think he just strengthened his case for the Heisman. Coach, is that time of year where some jobs get opened up? Obviously, you know, you've been a pretty attractive name considering what you've been able to do here. How do you approach that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been in this for 30-something years. Um, what's that, like 200-and-something dog years? Um, it's a long time. I feel that way sometimes. Uh, you know, this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be at LSU, um, and I, I love it here. And I'm not going anywhere. This is my, this is my stop. This is the last stop on on the uh, the Coach Kelly uh, caravan. Um, and you know, you, you always go, well, you know, he's just saying that, um, you know, to to get the right soundbite. But you know, I don't have to say anything that puts me in a in a, in a corner. Uh, but this is it. I, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to coach. I love it here. I love the people. Um, I love the, the state. And, and I love the fact that I'm working with an administration, uh, an athletic director and Scott Woodward and a president and President Tate that are giving us the, the, the support necessary to graduate champions. And so this is where I want to be. 
So that was Brian Kelly right there in the post-game press conference. Everything that you needed to know. We say hi to Branson, Cap. Branson. What's up, what's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. You were in the student section. That's right. Every game. Come on now. Look at you. Type Y for yes. Type in for no if you can hear Branson loud and clear. Check, check, check. So you were, you were sitting right there when Malik was running down that sideline. That was the play right there. And you saw Malik in the end zone. He like got down on two, like like almost squatted, and he was just like, "Dang!" Because because that if if that play stands, it's over. It's it's a wrap. He's winning the Bolitnikov. I think that was probably honestly his most impressive. Well, the catch. I mean, the the catch in this game in the in the corner of the end zone, which I was right there too. That catch was unreal. But I think for him, he was just like he knew that play right there was going to win him the Bolitnikov. If uh, and and the holding was kind of. Did you think that was egregious? I mean, yeah, I thought so. Kyron Lacey is an elite blocker. He's not going to hold. He knows better than the hold with Malik running behind him. It's just hard for referees because they want to call holding, right? If it's out in open space and people falling down, flailing their arms, they should have given Kyron the benefit of a doubt. He's Kyron Lacey. He's one of the best blockers in the freaking country at the wide receiver position. But I'm glad you brought that up, Branson, because what was very interesting was the the play before the Malik touchdown. He has this nasty route where he jukes the guy to the ground, and and Jaden just missed him. He was open. And it was surreal to see Malik on the very next play make an even tougher play. That's the thing. It's Malik has had all these plays that – didn't count for it being a, a bad throw. Sometimes it's a drop by him. Sometimes it's just us missing him. This year, obviously, we hit him even more than we did last year. And it's unreal that he had 1,000 yards receiving last year when he had, you know, we had two games with less than 100 yards passing. So it's uh, it, it's wild. Now, you're, you're a student. You're, you're on campus. For people that have never sat in – the, the the student section, what's it like? The, the the current day student section at LSU games. What is it like? Well, I think uh I mean obviously like the energy is super high and you know everybody's fired up and uh ready to go. But uh I think the the biggest thing for me um and some of my buddies and friends and stuff that we've noticed through the years is that there is a different amount of energy because so just so y'all are aware, with the student section, it's totally general admission. So it's first come, first serve. So the people that get there first are normally sitting in the best seats, and the people that get there last are normally sitting pretty high up there. And uh, when you get there early, even though I actually like the view more kind of midway in the student section, right, like because you can see more. But yes. um, when you get there early and you're lower, the energy is just different because everybody cares about the game more, right? It's the people that showed up early and all that stuff. But um, definitely very visceral. There was a lot of – a and M people in there today. What? A, like a lot. What? Um, and they were getting, they were getting the fus and the trash and all that stuff going at them. But I mean, when you sit in the student section and you do your little whoa rock and stuff, I mean, you know, you're gonna get it. You know, that's how it goes. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's very. Uh, I wouldn't take a child there, but it's a fun experience and it's something to experience at least one time. Even if you're not a student, you can still sit in the student section. As at some point, as someone you you've been to every game this year. Um, I, I do wanted to I did wanted to bring this up to you because you do go to every game, you do tailgate um every week. 
you get the announcement that LSU's up in their their light system for the 100 year Annie. Your overall thoughts on the Tiger Stadium ex- experience? Yeah, so um, this is something I could literally talk about for like hours because I have a lot of big opinions on it. Uh, I've been to a lot of different stadiums, uh, and I'm I'm trying to go to more next year. I'm trying to hit maybe Arkansas and South Carolina, and maybe A and M. But I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, um, if you haven't been to another stadium that's a school on the level of LSU, it's just kind of hard to understand. Well, LSU is fine. You know, I enjoy going to the games and stuff. But but when you go to these other stadiums, even Ole Miss, which is not even – I mean, it's like half the size of our stadium, but it is just so much nicer than Tiger Stadium. And I love Tiger Stadium. It's a cathedral for college football, all that stuff. The game day experience is amazing because of the fans and the, and the crowd noise and all that. But there's a lot left to be desired. I mean, for one, the concourses in the stadium and the bathrooms are atrocious. Yeah, like, it's bad. Like, yeah. if you've ever been to a, an NBA stadium, that's more like where these other programs are, Bama, Ole Miss, even Mississippi State. Um, that's where their concourse areas, that's what they look like. You know, they don't look like something from 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then the lights show, I mean, I know a lot of people are not happy about it. Uh, because you know they think it's weird or what I don't I don't know the reasons, but I will tell you this: I've seen it twice and it was awesome. It was so stinking cool when they turn the lights off at Bama and and it all turns red. The whole and all their screens turn completely red too. I, me and uh, my buddy Andon were actually looking at each other and we were like, "Listen, we're not Bama fans or whatever, but that is freaking awesome. Like yeah, it, yeah. it is just so cool." And the stadium goes to a completely different level. So I mean, look, you got to embrace change, right? You gotta you gotta be able to change with the times. We've, I mean, Tiger Stadium has done that over the years, obviously. But I think it's going to be a really good, needed addition. The one thing they gotta add, though, they gotta fix the sound system. They need to bump that thing yeah. up. That that needs to get fixed for sure because Dan Hornay is a good announcer. I, I I haven't talked to Dan in forever, but he's awesome. Uh, you can't really hear the music that they pipe in. I'll tell you this. I, I know it's been a decade since I've been, but Jordan Hare Stadium is so loud. Auburn, I, I still hear it that, that Auburn Stadium is still absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, you know, the, the early crowd today, since you go to every game, I want to get your unique ex, uh, experience. Your thoughts were like the early tailgating and everybody getting there um, earlier. So on a, on a scale from one to ten, right? I would, considering it's an eleven a.m. game, I would give the crowd turnout as far as tailgating and then uh, getting to the game and all that probably about an eight. Honestly, I mean it was oh. it was pretty good. Um, when we got out there and, and we got out there, I think for about seven, yeah, about seven o'clock, uh, there was already a ton of people on campus. Campus was bussing. There were people everywhere, and uh, it just shows you that a lot of people actually, and I know you've said this, and a lot of people do kind of enjoy the 11 a.m. games. I Obviously, night games at Tiger Stadium is where you want to be. But I think some people that tailgate appreciate being able to, hey, I do have to get up there early, but I can get home a little bit earlier. We can chill and watch games all day after the LSU game and then leave at about 7 o'clock and not have to deal with any traffic or anything like that. Here's why I and, – and Rick follows up with that. That's really good stuff. And you are right, Todd. You know, Tiger Stadium is a destination for everyone, right? But it's it's kind of like Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels was a good quarterback last year, right? LSU won the SEC West. 
he still said, look, we, we I, I could improve personally as a player, and it, it took his game to the next level. I do think there are, are things that Tiger Stadium can improve on. As someone that went to three games this year, it's the most, I think it's the most amount of games I've gone in a season in, in, in a long time. Um, but I still love it. I mean, that's a good thing on the Tiger Stadium side of it. If you're an LSU football fan and you have an entertaining product like we do, the, like Brandon Taylor said last week, winning is the big product, right? If you're not winning, nobody cares, right? Arkansas has got a lot of these fancy things. They're, their program's terrible. Okay. So if you win, it, 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 it cures all when it comes to the stadium experience. Now, let me ask you this North End Zone, the North End Zone on Twitter. Uh, or uh, TikTok is where you can follow Brands again. All of them. All of them. I'm on. I'm on everything. On, so. on everything. Um, your your thoughts on where LSU defensively is is going to go next? Yeah. So uh, this is a debate that I've had with a lot of people. Um, I don't know who they're going to f- hire. I just know they're not going to keep Matt House. That's my opinion. Uh, everybody's got one, obviously. But um, there's been a lot of talk about. Brian Kelly, I think on SEC Nation or some SEC show where he kind of was like, well, look, Madhouse is a bright coordinator and he's going to figure it out, uh, yada, yada, yada. I, I think that's along the lines of what he said. And people started to be like, oh, no, you know, he's going to keep him. And then how can you fire him after you just fire Brian Polian and it's just going to look unstable and all this stuff? Um, I think that 90% of people at this point feel that we're not getting the job done and i know the talent thing has been brought up but there are talented players in this defense uh they're just not performing up to par unfortunately and so if you truly believe um that brian kelly is an elite football coach he's gonna get rid of matt house um and we saw it with it's kind of the to me it feels like exactly similar to brian polian he's not gonna fire him during the middle of the season which obviously it's over now but i think people were like well we didn't already fire him so we're not gonna fire him well yeah he's not gonna do that that's just not his style some guys feel like hey i gotta give them the full body of work let them try to do their thing and then after after the end of the season fire him and so i honestly um i feel like something's gonna come in pretty soon because like you said uh earlier i think with the early signing day i mean or period, I guess, is what they call it. But it's basically a day because they all sign on the first day. Um, you have to be able to say, hey, this is the direction we're going. This is who we're going. And, and so if, if I'm Brian Kelly, what I'm doing is, is I'm going to go find my candidate first, try to keep all the recruits in the, in the, uh, in the loop, and then I'll fire Matt House and announce the new candidate like – almost instantaneously, and I know that's a tough thing to do, but I do think they're going to go in a different direction, and obviously there's a lot of different guys on the table, uh, and it's going to it's gonna depend on really what guys are willing to, A, leave their current place uh, and who's available and, and if other people take them up. So You know Caitlin? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. Who, who is that? Uh, that is – so my girlfriend's mom's cousin's daughter. That's who that is. What? Yeah, my girlfriend's mom's cousin's daughter. But it's probably my girlfriend's mom's cousin that commented that, if I had to guess, on Caitlin's, his daughter's. Oh, if okay. If I had to guess. Okay. That's, that's my guess. Welcome. Here's a problem. I might have to boot Caitlin with, with, from the chat because she's K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. What kind of? What you like, C? C? Yeah, yeah, just Caitlin. We don't need – why does every modern-day – Southern name have to include Y. We didn't need to force oh, a Y see, in there. You, you're going after my sister now. 
What, 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 what is that? So, okay. So my sister, my sister's got a boy name, but if you add the Y in it, it makes it a girl name, right? So my sister's name is Carson, spelled C-A-R-S-Y-N. Okay. You see, it's that, it's that Y before the final letter that they get you. There's, there's Blakelin, Maiklin, um, but but there you go. Yeah, Roe. That's that's why I got him on. He's a he's a PHL subscriber. He's a day one man. He's been rocking with me for uh, a while, and he's he's probably ten times better than me at this stuff, man. I uh, don't know about that, but let's see. Um, you know what's interesting about TS? Uh, like I thought this was like a Taylor Swift comment at first because I see TS. My my wife talks about Taylor Swift all the time in text, and she always sending me like TS right. Um. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, let's not put the cart before the horse here, here, here Rick. He, he Brands is a young gun, man. Uh, let's let's see here. Lots of Garrett Nussmeyer conversation. Let me ask you this: If you're Jane Daniels, are you playing in the bowl game? If you're Malik Neighbors, are you playing in the bowl game? Okay, so for me, it's just a different. It's a hard question for me to answer because me growing up. Uh, like going to LSU games, w- dreaming of ever being able to put on an LSU uniform. I mean, I'm playing in as many LSU games as you're going to let me, right? Uh, but for some of these guys, that's that's not their end goal. They they obviously wanted to play college football. They wanted they decided they wanted to play at LSU. Um, but their their biggest dream might be playing in the NFL, you know, and winning a Super Bowl or whatever it is. Like I know Joe Burrow. Uh, said that his dream was never to be in the NFL. I mean, he wanted to be in the NFL, but his his main dream was to win a national championship, right? And so for me, it's a hard question to answer because I would rather be a college football player than NFL. I mean, I'd rather the money that an NFL player has, but I just love LSU so much. But if I'm Jaden, um, I, I mean, look, what do I think he's going to do? He's going to play. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, especially now that Malik Neighbors is saying he's playing. Um, I... I if Malik Neighbors is playing, Jaden Daniels is playing. I could tell you that much. Jaden is just, you know, he gets out there and he plays. Whether he got hit, whether no matter what's going on, he's there for the team. And I do think it could possibly help his stock, maybe a, maybe a smidgen, uh, to go out there and ball out. But of course, just to show, hey, I'm here to play no matter what. Obviously, um, I don't even know if I want to bring this up, but you know, there is. The whole thing with like a Matt Corral type of situation. Oh no, no, let's not. Let, yeah. No, no, no. I'll, I'll boot you off this if you bring that name up again. I don't. I don't. Come on. <laughs> but they, I think we can't have those vibes. So, out there. so, so my point is with bringing wait, that. They, up. They, everyone said all these nice things about you, and then you throw these vibes well, out here. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about the conversation of playing in a bowl game or sitting out, that's the conversation. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's that. And then obviously Jalen Smith was actually like one of the biggest. Uh, the and, but he still ended up getting paid. You know, Cowboys still ended up working over that contract. We're still gonna have PHL idol. Uh, we we got to do it before baseball season. Baseball season is what wrecked PHL idol. We did have big judges. One of them was uh, country music superstar Frank Foster. He, he agreed, and uh, and yeah, Frank helped launch a career of some little artist named Lenny Wilson. So, um. So yeah, Lainey, if you're watching this, you're more than welcome to to be a judge. We're not asking you to sing. Just uh, so Bransicat is actually a musician, and Donovan D. Really is also a musician. They're about the same age, actually. D. Really is like mid twenties, your young twenties, and uh, Sibley was going to be in it. He, he's old school. Sibley, Sibley is a reason why Baton Rouge is is 
is um is is awesome right so shout out to sibs let's go to uh roby's super chat are some lsu fans spoiled for years winning 10 games a season was something special some fans say it doesn't matter anymore thank you for your hard work this season uh yeah here's a th- why you, I'll, I'll let you go first brain so go right ahead man you're my guest you can go first spoiled um well i think we're all pretty spoiled right i mean we're fans of arguably a top five program over the last 25 years um actually i don't even know if it's that arguable it's probably just a fact but um yeah i mean we are spoiled but at the same time i do think that it's not it's it's not necessarily a bad thing if uh your fan base is expecting you to win games that means that you've won uh that's just kind of what comes with it now i think that there's some fans that are a little delusional um, and expect us to win a national championship every single year and become a better dynasty than freaking Alabama. Yeah. That's probably not realistic, but I mean, listen, when you win, uh, it's going to come with expectations. It kind of reminds me like the New York Yankees, guess what? They've won at an extremely high level. And so every single year they have extremely high expectations. The best teams get the expectations. And uh, I think Brian Kelly, I think the players, all of that, they they welcome that. I mean, they want the high expectations. Now, Brian Kelly tried to, you know, let everybody know, hey, maybe not championship this year. But I think that you want to play at a school uh, with high expectations because those are the schools that you actually have a chance to win at. Here, here's my issue. Are, are they spoiled? Yes. Most teams do not win national championships. We've won three with three different coaches and – been to four national championship games and kind of see Jaden Daniels, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyron Matthew, Glenn Dorsey, even not the elite elite guys, Drake Nevis, whoever you want to mention. I don't Leonard know why. Fournette. Yeah, well, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, obviously. But even like the the like the middle tier greats, like Drake Nevis, uh Terrence Tolliver, Ruben Randall, guys like that, right? We we're so lucky to have all these great players play for the university, right? Um, we're also lucky to never have any like truly unfreaking believably death penalty level types of 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 things happen to our program right like at SMU we've had bad things okay but we're we're very lucky and you're right we we are spoiled with that said the second part of this is very important 10 wins to have back-to-back 10-win seasons, you are right, Roby. Absolutely incredible, especially where the program was a year before. But if you were to tell me in the modern game, and if you were to tell me after the SEC championship game last year that the LSU offense was going to 10x everywhere, offensive line 10x, running back room got better, wide receiver room got better, Quarterback 10x disability. And we didn't have the same caliber season as we did the year before. In terms of record, we're going to have the same caliber season, but we didn't go to the SEC championship game. So, yes, this 10 win season will be special when we win the bowl game. And that is obviously something that I'll never forget, right? Um, we are spoiled in, in this aspect as well, Roby. All these freaking ridiculous home games that we've gotten, right? Like, it, I was chatting about this, you know, before the game uh, with uh, with Michael Buster, another PHO guy who flew in from Denver today for, for, for the game. 
and uh, we're, we're able to hang out for a little bit. And he's a big reason why we are where we are right now. Um, you know, Flynn the Bird, uh, the Earthquake game, and there's all these amazing games. And Jaden Daniels turned this season into a memorable season. So that is obviously a really good thing. But let's just say we were 10-3 and three with, like, a good quarterback, right? Not like a legendary quarterback. We would feel a little bit different about this season than we we do now, right? So next year is going to be so much pressure on Garrett Nussmeyer to be so unbelievably great and actually get us to the college football playoff. The good news is we do have the 12-team playoff coming next season. And if we don't make the playoff next year, that is going to be a ginormous disappointment, especially considering USC is going to go through a huge transformation this offseason. UCLA is probably going to go through a huge transformation this offseason. So we should be able to only be a two-loss team and be like a Missouri and be like an Ole Miss because in this instance, Missouri and Ole Miss would comfortably be in the playoff. It would be with, uh, you know, their power rankings and only having two losses. So, yeah, Roe, it's, 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 it's a really good question. Like, are we spoiled? Yes, we are spoiled. We have gotten more greatness. Like Ole Miss is at the pinnacle of their greatness, and their greatness does not touch our level of greatness. So we're very lucky. But we should also want more. Uh, let's see. We get to Hundo in Supers. We're going to have Adam Elite Neighbors rookie card. Let's see where we are right now. Uh, we are at, and oh, we only need 35 more to Malik Neighbors Super uh, rookie card right here. You're getting the greatest LSU wide receiver of all time. Can I say something? Hot take. Hot take. It's not hot. It's 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 lukewarm. He's now. he's very good. He's 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 up there for sure. So yeah. Okay. No, it's kind of hot. It's, it's it's definitely kind of hot. Um, this is the most embarrassing thing that happened to me. All right, so I'm at the game, and this was uh, a really, really, really cool thing. I'm walking uh, to where my, um, my my cousin's house is, okay, and I see Harold Perkins' uncle, okay, and I had a ton, a ton of Harold Perkins cards today, and I gave them all out to kids, okay? I didn't – I always make sure I have one – of every player, just in case I bump into their family, because you know they, they bring a lot of family to the games. And I have one perk card, and I gave one kid a perk card, and then there was another kid who didn't get the perk card, and I could tell he wanted the perk card, and I hated it. I stopped this uncle. I was like, I have something for you. I wanted to give you your your, your, your nephew's rookie card. So, Unc, if you're watching this, I'm really sorry, man. It's such a fail, Branson. I failed, man. God. Well, here's the thing. It's it's never a failure. When you're being too generous, right? So. Yeah, but but that's it, it, it. I was like, oh my god, this is the opportunity because yeah. he's the iconic Harold Perkins fan. He's got the gold teeth. Uh, well, and he's the one that was uh, always pictured in football ops and all that stuff, right? And and yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's I, him, yeah. I, I, I I'm serious. I don't think we get Harold Perkins if it wasn't for 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 him. So he deserves all of it. So shout out to you, Unc. You are him. Okay, Himothy. Okay. Thank you so much uh, to LA Mom. I appreciate the super chat. What's up, Sib? So this is Simper right here. You see him in the chat. He was in here a little bit earlier. There he is right there. Very good to meet him. 
Rains, let me ask you this. Who would you want to play in a bowl game? Oh, I mean, who would I want to play? So I'll start with who I wouldn't want to play. I don't want to play uh, Clemson or USC. I don't want to play a team that we're about to play, right? Okay, um, that makes sense. Don't don't give me a team that we're about to play in a couple of years or next year. That just doesn't make sense to me, and it, it kind of ruins the excitement of that game. It doesn't ruin it, but it takes away. Um, now, I mean, obviously we're – I mean, Notre Dame is the big hot topic, and uh, yeah, I would love to see that. I mean, when you're not playing in a New Year's Six, and I, I don't think LSU is going to be in a New Year's Six, barring something crazy. I, actually, I don't even know if we can possibly be in a New Year's Six because you have to. We would have to be the highest ranked SEC team outside the playoff in order to get. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any no. way we could get a New Year's Six. So when you're not playing a New Year's Six, the bowl games don't have quite as much juice. But you want to give that game juice. Uh, play Brian Kelly's former team, and it will have juice. And I'm not talking about Lane Kiffin's dog, okay? I'm talking about huh? Huh? bona fide huh? Huh? juice going into that game. So, I mean, I think that would be fun. Um, I don't know who else would be really cool. I don't, who who you want who you want to play? Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre. I think. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody else that's going to be more exciting than that. No, it's impossible. Everybody wants Notre Dame. I want Notre Dame. Um, it, but if we do play Notre Dame, I definitely want Jaden to play. I, 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 I can't lose. I can't take losing to Notre Dame, but I, I don't want to duck the smoke. They, they've beaten us in bowl games twice. We got to take care of business. Now, a few other people we ran into today for my North Louisiana piece right here. This is Sean Fox, legendary radio host in North Louisiana. He was one of our first guests here on PHL. Um, got to obviously see him. Sean and I are really, really, really close friends. And this is um, Buster right here, who's been rocking with us for a while, all the way from Denver. Under the stately oaks. Got stately oaks and, and them broad magnolias. And I got to shout out my guy, Kevin. Look at our seats, man. Mm. That's where we were, That's man. where you want to be. So we got some great film study shots from right at midfield, thanks to Kevin. He's a big PHL supporter, big fan of the film studies. And uh, I, I didn't get this um, – this lady's name, but you can see his, her, I say his, her, her kids are the ones you could see them holding their cards right there. So this kid was actually the one who got the last Harold Perkins card. Uh, so, so if you're watching this, you're supposed to ship that card <laughs> to uncle. All right. You got it. You got it. Put yeah. it in the mail. That's not yours anymore. God, I, I hate it. I, well, I'm glad the kid got it. I'm sure, I'm sure uncle would, he can get a Harold Perkins anything he wants. I'm sure he's happy the kid has the Harold Perkins card. But I was like, dang, I, I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. But uh, the well, what's crazy was, so I gave, I gave them the cards. And the lady asked, hey, what, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. This is how powerful YouTube is. The kid had like a, a an iPad. And he ripped the iPad out of his, um, his mom's purse and immediately like looked me up on there. And subscribed and all that stuff, and they were just watching YouTube. It iPads hold all the power over kids. It's amazing. You walk into a restaurant, and every kid is just slapping the iPad, playing whatever game uh, it, it is. So I didn't get their names, but shout out to them. And, and those kids have most of my collection now. Um, so there you go, Biggie Bull. Good to see you. Uh, Bold take JD five is the last transfer QB LSU takes for a while. I, I think they're going to be active in the portal to go get somebody. Let me let me ask you this. All right, 
if Texas A&M can go and get this kid today that played and be their third string, we shouldn't settle for anything less, right? I got a guy. Oh, you oh you got it. I got I got somebody that would be pretty crazy. I don't know if he has the eligibility left. Um I was talking to somebody today and somebody told me he does. I didn't think he did. Could does does uh does good old KJ Jefferson do, I knew you were going Does KJ. he have any any eligibility left? He's, he's got, got one more. He's got one more year. Okay. I want y'all to think about this. Think about taking a quarterback from a situation where everything around him is just horrible. Horrible. And he's still he is still among the SEC's best, okay? Now, he's not Jaden Daniels, but nobody's Jaden Daniels. And then put him in a situation where he's got the best offensive line LSU's had since your boy's been alive. And I don't know if you're looking at me right now, but I'm not three years old, okay? If KJ Jefferson – I, I now, I, it would be a long shot. But if you could go get that guy, and I love Nussmeyer, you know, that would be insane. That would be the one I would go after if, now, if you're going after anybody. Nuts, Nuts is going to be the guy. So – KJ is going to want to go somewhere where he knows he can start. He 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 saw what happened to Spencer Sanders this year, right? Is KJ better than Garrett Nussmeyer right now? Yes, he is. But I I just I just I just I just think he's going to go somewhere for his final year where he is going to get the start. I will also say this: Sam Pittman being retained helps KJ staying at uh, Arkansas. But yeah, I I do think they'll they'll go get someone from. The, the portal. But okay. let me ask you this on, on that subject. How how are we going to get somebody out of the portal, right, if they already know that Nuss is going to be the guy? Like, who? what what situational guy is going to come here in that situation, you know? Well, okay, let, let's take somebody like a guy who's not a good quarterback but gave Mississippi State something, and that's Mike Wright coming over from Vanderbilt, right? You can go get other guys and sell them on the opportunity of being the backup at LSU, right? But then again, it's going to come down to how the room feels about Ricky Collins, right? Do they feel Ricky is good enough to be a top backup in the SEC? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you this. What is the one thing that most LSU quarterbacks have had in common? They are year four and year five starters, okay? If you honestly want to go back and, and, and you can – Go look at when T.J. Finley, your, your your former teammate, T.J. Finley. If you go back, I did a breakdown of when T.J. Finley left Texas A&M, okay? And I, I was looking for a stat, one stat, or one trend that proved which quarterbacks were successful in LSU. And the one that stood out the most was since the Saban Championship era. Every single LSU quarterback that had to become the full-time starter before year two or year two or less failed. Every single one of them failed, all right? Jordan Jefferson, middle of the pack. Jared Lee, middle of the pack. They weren't terrible, but they weren't great, okay? Um, obviously, Brandon Jennings. Obviously, um, Brandon Harris or Anthony Jennings, Brandon Harris. The guys that had to start and, and play as younger guys have failed. All the ones that got to be year four or year five or more, as in year four of their own personal collegiate journey, all turned out to be good. 
Danny Etling at the bottom of that rung, really good. Zach Mettenberger, really good. Jaden Daniels, transcendent. Joe Burrow, transcendent. Now, that's not a be-all, end-all. There are plenty of quarterbacks who have played at LSU who are old and weren't any good at all, okay? But the truth is, quarterback is about being an adult, okay? You're, it's a very mental position in... Uh, you're you're at when, when you're growing up, your brain doesn't stop forming really till you're 25 years old. That's what studies tell you. And trust me, Jaden's success this year is part accumulation of all his previous failures, all the experience. Right? Uh, we as human beings are, you know, the product of the collection of our prior uh, prior experiences. Right? Branson, you, you you work in the church industry, right? How many youth pastors have a history? That 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 they 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 they're, of them. Their experience, most of them, their experience with whatever addiction or whatever makes them who they are. Right. Right. Quarterback is an experience thing. There's not many people that come out the womb firing on all cylinders. Right. Um, there's not many quarterbacks that have a Harold Perkins impact in year one. It's a very complex position, and that's why, you know, I'm open for a transfer to give uh, Ricky Collins more time to develop. What was up with uh, Kyron Lacey at the end where he got emotional? What do you think about that, Branson? Yeah, to be honest, I have no idea what was going on, but um, just to give you all kind of a play-by-play of what Rick here is talking about. So when he caught the last touchdown pass that he did um, – Jaden kind of came up to him and and I think maybe Malik or Brian Thomas Jr. I'm not sure who it was. And they were kind of like doing this really emotional hug and like it almost looked like he was crying in the end zone. And then Jaden kind of tells him like, hey, come this way. Like we got to get off the field before we get a penalty or something. And then he gets to the sideline and he's like hugging one of the coaches for like a minute. And he's got his head just like in his shoulders. Um, Something happened, some sort of I don't know, but something had to go down because it, it looked like he was probably crying. I will say this. The way that people have talked about Omar Spates justifiably today was 5X, 10X Kyron Lacey during the Texas A&M game last year. So here's what I'll say about Kyron. Players think about the game last year where they struggled. You know, and Kyron having the game that he had today, he had a really good one. It's an emotional game, right? Uh, Look, this is why, you know, with my criticism of players and coaches on here, I try not to go overboard ever because guess what? They are the men in the arena, right? They're the ones that got to open up their phone and see John 4936853 on Twitter saying, hey, Kyron, you can't catch a cold. Go back to Lafayette or whatever. Um, you know, after the Texas a game, Kyron Lacey had two massive drops in that game, and he's had to overcome these drop issues, and he had a huge drop-ish today. Uh, it's an emotional game. It's an emotional game, and um, today was a good step in the right direction for Kyron's development because he might have to be the dude next year, okay? He might have to be. Let's go to Biggie Bull. He wants to talk about Colin Hurley. Definitely not Colin Hurley. Right. Um, as as a true freshman, even though I, I of these four, uh, I, I, I know Colin uh, Bryce Underwood is not coming anytime soon. All right. He's 2025 recruit. 
So it comes down here to between Garrett Nussmeyer and Ricky Collins, and the answer is clearly Garrett Nussmeyer. But look, athletically, Ricky obviously gives you a little bit more as a, a, a dual threat option. And, you know, I, I would say Kyron as a – I would say Kyron. I would say Ricky Collins as a runner probably has the same level of juice as Henderson did today, right? The quarterback for Texas A&M. Like – one one thing, and I think it's gotten better over the years, is like people would like loop all dual threat runners all in like the same kind of like area when you know some guys are very, very, very elite runners. So that's Jaden Daniels and Jalen Milrow. And there's a steep drop off to someone like Henderson, right? So I think a big difference in today's game was there were instances where Ovia Gufu was able to shoestring Henderson. There was a shoestring tackle of Errol Perkins of Henderson. Maybe the only difference in this game is Jaden does not get shoestrung, but Henderson does, right? So, you know, I, I think Ricky Collins is definitely, at this point in his career, as a dual threat as just a runner, even though we've not really seen him play. I would say he's probably that level of a runner as, as, as Henderson. I thought Henderson looked pretty good, though, today, Branson. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a tough spot. Um, well, there's tougher spots because you're playing against a, a pretty bad defense. Uh, but going on the road at LSU, I think he looked good. I knew that he was going to give us a little bit of trouble because we can't contain um, spilled milk. Uh, we can't contain anybody that can run even a little bit. Um, so I knew he was going to give us a little bit of trouble. But overall, I think he played fine. But I think the difference today was that in my opinion, uh, Harold Perkins played more like vintage Harold Perkins. Uh, he was getting after him big time. I will get to Jess's uh, hypothetical here. If you swap QBs, do we lose? Probably by about 35 points. No, I was going to do a tease, okay, before we actually play uh, this spot, but you already gave away my answer. Dang. HL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. I'm a little mad at TJ Reed of LouisianaControls.com. He's one of the Louisiana Controls people that reached out to me to uh, do this, okay? TJ went to the game today and didn't tell me. So I'm like, TJ, what's up with that, bro? You go to the game, don't tell me? I mean, come on, man. You can't you can't do that. Um but yeah, there uh I do want to shout out uh, a PHL legend, Jared. Said his whole family is watching us right now. So Jared's whole family is watching us right now. Brandon, are you nervous? Hello, Jared's family. I hope I'm holding it down good enough for you. No, um, Appreciate y'all y'all hanging out. He's so important. This was at one of our PHO meetups last year. He's so important. I keep his photo on Doc. So there you go. Uh, starting wide receivers in 2024. Uh, obviously, Kyron's going to be one of them. 
Um, you got to have the Chris Hilton debate. Do you think Chris Hilton is an every down receiver? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I would say right now, Kyron is the only guy that a gazillion percent has a role in this offense next year. The only guy. And that's the way, you know, it should be, right? You don't want to guarantee reps to anyone. Make this a true meritocracy next year. I will say, okay, one thing is I really felt BTJ was going to have a big season. If you actually look at the games really closely, you could see last couple of seasons how unlucky he was. Did I think he would be special, special? No, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I I don't know if I didn't. I'm not sure if I had top 10 receiver in college football on my bingo card. I mean, he's got an outside shot to be like a third team All-American on on some, whether it's Sporting News or or whoever else. He's got a shot. He's he's definitely going to be All-SEC. All-SEC receivers, obviously, it's going to be Malik Neighbors and probably Luther Burden. And then after that, it it's 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 a mess, right? It's actually Malik Neighbors really good friend, Trey Harris of Ole Miss. You got him, you got Xavier Leggett, you also have Ricky Pearsall, and you got Brian Thomas Jr. So those four are gonna be down to two slots for the all SEC second team. Does BTJ get one of those slots? You think so, BC? It's all about the story, right? And uh, BTJ is attached to who? Who? Jaden Daniels. Th- this guy? Oh, I can't do that. What? This guy? The oh, Heisman. Heisman? Huh? Huh? He's attached to a Heisman uh, finalist. Um, I, I think I'll get it. Yeah, I do. I will tell you this. All right. One guy I wanted to get out of the transfer portal is my guy, Xavion Thomas of Mississippi State. He was sitting right there for us last year. He was sitting in the portal. And I I, I don't know a gazillion percent if there was contact made uh, at all. But if you want to see Xavion Thomas, go to my SEC channel and watch my full breakdown of him in the Egg Bowl. He was by far Mississippi State's best player on offense. By far. He is special. I would love to see him come in. And he would be our punt return and kickoff return guy. And a big, 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 like end around shifty, just do it all kind of guy. And he's a like he's short, but he's a unit, right? He's he's built like Tyreek Hill, but he doesn't have Tyreek speed. He doesn't have Tyreek playmaking ability because nobody does. But he's 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 got juice, man, and he needs to be here. And somebody had Xavier Thomas as the number one skill guy in Louisiana, but I don't know who that is. I, I don't know who that is. I don't know if there's a thousand tweets of me saying this um, out there, but you can go look it up for yourself. All right. So you think BTJ is going to get in there? Okay, Biggie. I see you. All right. Let's see. We'll take a few more, and then we will skedaddle. About 20-ish away until we give out a Malik. Oh, that's that's money in the bank. Yeah, we're, we're hitting that. Come on. We, we're, 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 we're there. Might not get there, though. I'm, I'm getting a little tired. I'm ready to... Eat this Cali Cali Rotolos Tolos. Wait, you haven't eaten yet, have you? Oh, I ate. Dude, I've been eating all day. Come on now. Man, your 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 tailgate had that that pork chop game. 
going on last time I was there? What y'all had this morning? So this morning there were pancakes and sausage and hash browns out there. And then uh, afternoon it was burgers. So can't beat it. Can not beat it. All right. A lot of you are bringing up Will Rogers' name. I don't think that's happening. That's just my opinion. That's though. not a BKQB, y'all. If BK's going to get someone out of the portal, he needs to be able to run. Right. Give give us something that Garrett Nussmeyer can't do. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you right now, Will Rogers is not that good. Okay. He's not. He's got a lot of SEC records because he played in Leach's system and they're able to dink and dunk a gazillion times because they're losing a bunch. Will Rogers is not that good. He's not that good. I know playing in a new system this year, I get it. Defensive minded head coach was in over his head. I get it. He's not bad. He's definitely not bad. And I am interested in a year six kind of guy who could take a huge step forward. I'm always interested in that. And I think he's actually would be a year five guy. But uh, let me uh, let, let me let me cool off a little bit on my Will Rogers takes because I don't know. I, I might talk myself into into him being the guy uh, that, that we bring in. But I think he's going to go somewhere where he can throw a bunch and and be in an offense where he can can uh, be something special. Mac Daddy Donk says, in my opinion, Malik Neighbor should be in the Heisman talk as well. Dude is a monster. Me and my son's favorite player. Sure, Heisen conversation, yeah, but it needs to be Jaden Daniels just because of the rushing volume that Jaden provides you. That's the thing. You know, with the dual threat quarterback, you are just going to have less production than him because he he runs as well, right? Um, You know, you, you look at the last Heisen Trophy wide receiver, it was – Devonta Smith with Mac Jones, who doesn't run, right? So Mac didn't have the bonus of the rushing produ- production. He had elite passing statistics, elite. He, he, you know, Mac Jones, still the number one QB all time in college football ESPN QBR. He still holds the record, which I think is a little misleading, but he, he he's he's – he has the best single season ESPN QBR and completion percentage, right? Uh, yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Bo, Bo Nix, Bo Nix, Bo Nix might beat it. Bo, Bo Nix throws a lot of completions because he's because he's checking down. Yeah, he's a check down Charlie. He's the merchant. Biggie Bold says defensively, what do we need from the portal? Uh, how about this? Eh, er, er, hang. Eh, er, er, hang. Besides, we had a few good wide receivers catch some passes. They would blossom in the pros. Let's see here. Did Jaden Daniels go to the to the podium? Um, let me let me ask you let me ask you this. If you were to answer this right now, Renzigat, Malik, Brian Thomas Jr., and Jaden Daniels. All three of them go in the first round of next year's NFL draft. So obviously it's going to depend on who's drafting where. Um, because, I mean, you know, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. right now is a late first, early second grade. So if there's a team at the end of the first round 
that really needs a receiver. Um, he's got a good shot. Having said that, I mean, I think Jaden is probably a lock at this point. Um, the only guys that I – well, the only one I think is certain is Caleb Williams is going above him. Um, Drake May I think will go above him, but yeah. I don't know. Um, you never know what could happen. But I think Drake May will go above him. And then after that, I mean, it's a debate between him and a couple other guys. But I I think he'll be the third quarterback taken. Um, and then Malik is Malik is an even – a bigger lock than Jaden, honestly. Um, he'll be the second receiver taken for sure. And then with Brian Thomas Jr., like I said, I mean, it's going to depend on who's drafting where. If you, you know, made me make a decision, put all my life savings on whether he's going to go or not, um, I would say he's going to end up in the second. Uh, there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. But like I said, if you get a team at, you know, pick number 28, 29, that really needs a receiver, I mean, it would not shock me at all. Now, if, you know, pick number 29 and 30 is a team that's got an all-pro receiver and another guy that's a pro bowler, probably not going to happen. Uh, but I would put that up to about a 50-50. I mean, what what you thinking on that? Uh, I, I think Malik and Jaden for sure. Yeah. But the Tookie, Mello, and Daddy TV, we need BTJ to come back. I got an interesting response to this, but first let's hear from the man himself. Yeah, please. Appreciate you. Jaden, right here. Um, a lot of emotions post-game for you and a lot of other guys. I know it's still pretty raw, but can you kind of reflect on what your time here has been like and playing in front of these fans and kind of wearing the purple and gold? Um, it's meant a lot to me, uh, being able to, to come here and last year and really, um, you know, believe in myself and, and – the- Trusting the unknown, you know, I didn't know what I was going to get myself into. Um, and now I just go through it in my last game here. Uh, you know, I really haven't uh, really sat down, really embraced what I went through. But, you know, I was just trying to enjoy every little moment, every little moment. Hey, Jaden. Um, you've been in college five years, been a starter for five years, two different schools, now potential Heisman campaign. What are you going to remember about your college career? Um, you know, just – Everything I've been through in my college career, you know, the people I met, you know, the the relationships I built um, on and off the field, you know, that's, that's what means the most to me. Uh, talk about today a little bit. How did you approach this? You know, everybody expects something of you now, right? So to kind of struggle early in the game and to figure it out late, how did you approach it going in and, and when did you feel like it started to come around for you? I mean, um, Texas a is a very talented team. Obviously, their, their record doesn't show for it, but, you know, they have good players over there too. So, um, for us, it was like, you know, just staying the course. Obviously, you know, we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have adversity. Um, and for us, just to stay the course and, and really just go out there um, and see it start clicking, I, I would just say, um, you know, that, that last drive when Brian, uh, you know, Moss the dude, I would say that's, that's kind of where it all clicked for us coming out of halftime. Hey, Jaden, uh, your touchdown passes in the second half seemed like a combination of great pass and great hands by your guys, your wide receivers. What about the confidence you have when you throw it up to them and that they're going to come down with it? Um, I mean, my confidence is out the roof with them. Um, you know, it's just something that we worked on, you know, we the whole offseason, you know, just building that trust with each other. Um, and, you know, for all three of them scoring the last regular season home game, you know, that, that means a lot for me. Uh, hey, Jaden, right here. Uh, the, the fourth down play where you guys were at fourth and four, and I think he scrambled for like 50 yards. Just What did you see on that play? And just kind of break it down for us. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the corners did a good job, you know, uh, squatting on some of the routes that we throw a lot. Um, obviously, seen on film, and I came back, um, tried to see if I could hit Brian on the slant. Um, and, you know, the DB's playing good leverage, so I kind of just seen an opening, you know, uh, it was a must-have uh, for us. Obviously, you know, that, that changed the momentum, you know, shifted it. So um, when a play had to be made, you know, I was, I was stepped up to the plate. Uh, Jaden, you said last game was was this it, or did you have still have a decision to make about the bowl? Um, you know, I just I gotta make some decisions. You know, obviously, um, I'm gonna go sit down, talk to my family, kind of just embrace this moment of you know my last regular season game. You know, we'll just go from there. You talked about it last regular season game. You and you don't like to talk a lot about the Heisman and <laughs> individual stuff, but do you feel like you've made your case? Because there's no more regular season games for you. You feel uh, like you've made your case. Most definitely, I, I do. Um, you know, obviously, we got to see what the other guys do, but I think I'm going to make my case to, to get invited up there. Jaden, you um, you talked you talked about like, getting all your key receivers uh, in the end zone today. I saw a, a huge moment with uh, Lacey when he caught his touchdown. He seemed pretty emotional, and not only you, but Coach Kelly, you know, and a bunch of other guys embraced him. Was there, was there a specific reason as to why he was emotional in that moment exactly? Um, yeah. Um, the, the first play to drive, uh, we obviously knew uh, Malik was a, like 60 some yards away from, you know, being the all-time leader in receiving yards here. Um, and obviously, you know, him getting that penalty uh, neglated that. And, uh, you know, it broke his heart because, you know, that's his brother and that's something that we work so hard for. So um, for him being emotional, him coming in and, and scoring the closing touchdown, you know, it meant a lot for me. Uh, it meant a lot for all of us, you know, just to pick our brother up. And, and when the play needed to be made, he made the play. Yeah, I'm just curious, how much pride do you take in kind of lifting or elevating the play of the people around you? Obviously, you talked about your three receivers, but, you know, Matt getting a touchdown last week. Just everything kind of seems to be better when you're rolling. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I set a standard for myself, and uh, I expect other guys to, to meet the standard. You know, they, they met it all year long. Um, and, you know, I'm just happy to go out there and play with those guys. There he is. Jaden freaking Daniel. So, once again, he was emotional. Eddie, uh, I say Eddie. Kyron, shout out touchdown. Eddie Lacy. Uh, Kyron Lacy is, um, you know, he's probably emotional because the holding call held her back. But it, whatever the case may be, I'm super happy with Kyron Lacy. Um, Here's Tookie says if TJ, if BTJ doesn't come back, we need a ton of money to Evan Stewart because without BTJ, who is our true number one wide receiver? Okay. Here's my issue with this, Tookie, because obviously Evan Stewart's going to be in the portal. Uh, he didn't show up for whatever reason uh, for, for today's game versus Texas A&M. They could have used him, but still. The last out of state. LSU wide receiver to catch 40 passes. By out of state, I mean outside the state of Louisiana was Terrence Tolliver. Do we really want to go chase someone like that who wasn't there for his teammates today when they really needed him? I don't know. I would be open to it. I would. But I feel pretty good about 
our room next year if someone can step to the forefront and be that guy. I, I actually think Sheldon Samson's going to be that guy. Even though he's not really played, part of the reason why he's not really played is Jaden is playing so well with the rotation that we have. So we don't need to mess with that, right? Uh, Chris made a nice catch today, so hopefully that does some first confidence moving forward. He's got the profile to be a, a, a great LSU wide receiver. I just haven't seen it yet for me to say one way or the other. He's just been too inconsistent with the injuries and and, and all of that. Um, so yeah, Mac, uh, th- there are some guys out there that they could step in and, and, and be that. And it's always important to, to, to note that Malik neighbors was lucky that he even got to LSU, right? You know, I, I, if I ever see Jojo Earl, I want to give him a big hug and say, thank you for, for not being that guy. Okay. And leaving us to go to Alabama, and he's not a terrible player, but he's not one of the greats uh, in in SEC lore and elite neighbors. So, thankfully, thankfully, elite neighbors was an LSU Tiger, and it goes along with the history of all the late signing day ads. Now, the mystery of the late signing day ad will not be the same because of what? Because there is an unlimited amount of signees, right? So there's not going to be a Foster Moreau who was waiting on signing day to get a call from Les Miles, and he immediately signed on the spot. They said, hey, if you want the slot, it's yours. He signed on the spot, and thankfully he did because Foster is obviously a really good football player for us, at number 18. So um, there's a thousand of these guys, a thousand. So, there you go. Um, but it looks like we didn't get to the hundo mark, and we got to sign off here pretty soon. <sighs> I wanted to give out this Malik Neighbors rookie card, but that's okay. We normally do it when we get to to to, to hundo. But I think someone, I think somebody's going to step up and get get us home. Somebody, somebody might might tip you over the top. No, might 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 get us. I thought for sure after today, we we after a big win. Come well, on, I thought for sure we would clear. But isn't that the phrase? He clears. Oh yeah, he clears. Clears. Jaden Jane clears. Bo Nix. Come on now. He clears. Ha 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 ha. Uh, yeah, d- d- that will take a Woodward and Bernstein level journalism. Whatever happened to Trey Bradford? No one's asked. Uh, no one's asked uh, at at all. I, I I didn't even look for him today to see if he was dressed out. Uh, but I don't I don't think he's been dressing out. Uh, I think the I think an even more interesting question is what happened to Armani Goodwin. There's there's a lot of guys who are on this team who practice during the spring who have not dressed out at all, not 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 dressed out at all, and it is wild that you don't really think of this think of these guys. There you go. There's my beautiful girlfriend. What's up? What's up? Okay, now I, I, I'm not saying this to be weird, but why would she just say hi to you and not hi to me? Yeah, that's terrible. That's you got to be better. You got to like, be better. He, he uh, got to like, be better, Hannah. Come on. It, it's not. It's not like I. I don't. It's like I don't know her. I know her. I know her well. I feel like we're friends. She loves my wife. She. She does. The. The problem is, is that 
you're here and not your wife. If it That's was your true. wife, she'd be all over it. She wouldn't have told me hi. Oh, Roby got us there. Roby got us there. There you go. All right. Thank you so much, Michael Roby. I, I send Roby a bunch of cards. I, I If you want a Malik card, Roby, I can get you one. But I don't think Roby... Uh... Oh, no. Hannah misspelled it. She misspelled it. And she even said, sorry if I spelled it wrong. I know. God, we had the Caitlin controversy, and now we got this. Hannah, you know I wouldn't have married her if she put the I in the name. And she was in the chat earlier. You could have seen it. But no, she put the I in the name. God, Branson. And, and it's more work to type in the extra I. She could have just done what rational human beings do when they spell Haley. H-A-L-E-Y. But no, they 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 have to put the hail in there. Okay, so let me ask you this then. If if somebody wanted to name their daughter Hallie, how, how are we going about that? You spell it like Halle Berry. H-A-L-L-I-E. Okay. That's that's reasonable. Everybody welcome Hannah to PHL Nation. We always got to do the first-timer thing. So, there you go. All right, so uh, we have got to give out this Malik card. I have someone in mind, but is there someone you, you want to give it to, Branson? I'll, I'll let you choose. Uh, who do you think has been the, the best chatter? Now, don't don't give it to Hannah. Even though it saves on me for, for shipping, I can just hand it to you right now. Let's see. Who's had some really good stuff? Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. We're going to find the perfect one. I have someone in mind. Who you got? Who you got? Well, I just want you to. I just want. I, I'll just let you choose, man. There's so many, so many good ones. Is there any. Wait, wait, wait. Stop for a second. Let's see. Is there anyone here that, that stood out to you? It's a lot of pressure. I do, I do have. To, I actually I got somebody. Yeah, who who you got? Who you got? I'm actually gonna go with the man. We started the super chat party off. I'm gonna go Ryan Darling. He's got the dog. Your dog guy. Listen here, the dogs are bigger LSU fans than us. Okay, so they are. Ryan, if you're still watching, congratulations! You're the winner of a Malik Neighbors rookie guard. I'll get it out as soon as possible. You've got to hit me up at PowerHourLSU on Twitter or Instagram, PowerHourLSU at gmail.com. We'll take a few more here. Let's see. We got we got more PHLers uh, drop, dropping in. Oh, he – that is not the spelling that I think – No, no. You, you don't put the two Ys. You don't put two Ys in my wife's name. You don't. You you don't do it. That one is that one. I think that one's even worse. That that one's worse. That one's weird. That one's way worse. You don't put two Y's in it. Move, move that. Let's see. Let's see. We got random people showing up here now. Put push it all the way, Branson. Push it all the way. We got a PHO patron showing up. You want you want to you want to say hi to everybody? Come on, come well, on I'm in. On How about it? You want you want to say hi? Oh, you got you got food. Everyone say out of nurse court. Look at that. What's up, guys? Look at you just showed up. You, you didn't even bring anyone any Takis. No, I sure didn't. Oh my god. And then and then look, you took a photo with the you sent this to me earlier. You said you did the uh you took the photo with uh Malik, but you weren't in it. Mm -mm. You weren't in it. Huh? Huh? 
So how how was your how was your time today at the game? Was it fun? It was really fun. Uh, great game. Got a little nervous there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, worked out great. BHL legend Nurse Court. <laughs> what has been that far. what is what has been your favorite moment? Of being a PHL patron and being a PHL supporter of me. What's been your favorite thing? I mean, your film study for sure. Like you do the best film study. I tell everybody that. They, that that's that's all there is to it. Let's uh I gotta get off of this. I can't do this. Why why no, no, you're 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 in a you're 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 awesome. Let's mm. see. I think uh from one of the I think I had one of the meetup photos somewhere in here. So uh is Jane Nails gonna win the Heiser Trophy? He should, but I think they're going to probably try to give it to Penix. I mean, you think Penix is going to get it? I think that's who they want to get it. If he look, if he wants, I think Jaden should get it absolutely, and I think Malika should get the Bolitnikov for sure. All right, let me ask you this: your your female perspective here. What is the correct spelling of Haley? Your wife. No, not my wife's spelling. You know how my wife's spelling is. But what is the correct way to spell Haley? H-A-L-E-Y. Thank you. Why? What? <laughs> Why? What happened? Get it. Get get in the camera. Do it again. Say say it again. H-A-L-E-Y. Okay. So once again, let's do another. So you're nurse court. Yeah. And you're you're oh, actually okay. This is perfect. All right. What is the correct way to spell Caitlin? There, there's, I know there's a thousand. Yeah, there is. Um, hold, hold the microphone. Up. Oh, sorry. But yes. What is the correct way to spell Caitlin? I, I think it's probably C A I T L Y N, but uh, that's because I worked with a Caitlin and that's how she spelled it. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? C A I T L Y N. C A C. Wait, wait. C A I T L Y N. I worked with a Caitlin. That's how she spelled it. But I mean, a lot of people spell it with a K. No K. I mean, there. That's how she spelled hers. Because Caitlin is a variation of Kate. K A T E. Right. That's probably where it originated, Caitlin's. Okay. So it's got to be with the K. But you come here with the C. Now C is the best <laughs> start letter of a name. Only the most handsome, beautiful people on the planet start the letter of their name with the letter C, right? It's Charles Barkley. Obviously, Charles Barkley, very handsome guy. He's only known for his good looks. Uh and I don't I don't I can't think of anyone else with the letter C who's gorgeous <laughs> right now. I don't know. I don't know why. Um I I I, I can't think of any. Huh? Chris Rock. Chris Rock's a gorgeous human being. He's a, he's known for his beauty. Right. Oh Gaelic. Gaelic. I've not had anything to drink today. What about you, Nurse Court? Um Yes. Yes. <laughs> like people are already shooting your shot at you. Oh wow! But here's the th here's the thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but but here's here's a problem. Okay. Is I I never understood this when guys shoot shots at ladies, but they do it with the anon anonymous avatar. Oh yeah, no. Like if if you were, if, do you have any of the dating apps? Do you do any of the? No. Okay, so <laughs> but let's just say you did. Let's just say you had Twitter or Twitter. Twinder is Twinder, good. Twinder. Twinder could actually Twinder. be a really like a new one. It'll be popular in Twinder. Alabama. It would be popular in Alabama. <laughs> but if you if you had Tinder mm -hmm. and you were swiping right or left on all the handsome guys, mm -hmm. but they didn't have a photo, you're yeah, swiping no. left. They like I've had it. I don't have it now, but like they put pictures of their dogs 
Yeah, they don't actually put a photo of them. Not like they're, I mean, it's like, why would I, like, yep, just, yeah, you just, yeah. Mm -mm. You can't, you can't, you can't, Roby, Roby, Roby's saying, is she single? I, I, was, I was like, I was like, Roby. So, so here's what we're going to do, okay? Roby, go change your profile photo right now, and we'll get a live reaction here from Nurse Court. I'll put in a good <laughs> word for you. I'll put in a good word for you. I don't live here anymore, really, so I got that going for me. I, I'm not going to dox where you live. Oh, wow. Grinder. Nice. So, so hey, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Do your thing. Um, Catherine. Catherine's different than spelling mm -hmm. Caitlin. But a lot of people spell Catherine with a C, too. I, I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense. It's got to be Catherine with, with a K. Okay. Um, all right. So what is the correct spelling of Courtney? Oh, I mean, mine is C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. But is that the correct way of doing it? That's I'm old, so yeah. I mean, to me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would think so, only because I have like all those years. He, you said you said you're old. You yeah, I'm not young. You made it sound like you 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 were born when the Bible was written. Oh yeah, and not then, quite that old. But but there, there you go. So Courtney is, yeah. You got to be careful with the Courtneys that begin with the K. Well, you, you you do. It's so like I, when I was like 15, I had a like I got the vanity go. license plate, and so I did have to because it's eight letters and you can only have seven to do the vanity plate. So for my <laughs> car, oh, okay, okay, for the, okay, yeah, okay. for my car, I spelled it K O R T N I E. That's where like nurse court K O R T. That's where that came oh, from. Oh, okay. I always wonder because you were courting you with the yes. With the, okay. Yeah. There you go. You don't know you're going on here tonight, did you? No. We're actually getting ready to sign off. I was like, let me. Well, since you're a big PHO supporter, look, you were at the 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 PHO get together. Yeah. In New Orleans, so yeah. uh, there you go. I think this is the third time I got to meet you in, in person. I saw you at a game last yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. Um. No, I did not know I was going to be on here. I'm not big on the uh, on the video shows. Jess, I think Jess is shooting a shot. <laughs> What? Jet? Wait, is Jet? Is Jess Is Jess shooting a shot? I think he's just said because I said I was old, probably. Oh, like he said. Well, oh, no, I don't think it was yes to 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 that. Oh. But there you go. All right. <laughs> LSU wins the national championship next season. Yes or no? I mean, I can I fully support that. I do. No, 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 not oh. support. <laughs> I am a hundred. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely possible. Um, if we have a new defensive coordinator or someone who, I don't know, like we have to have players. I mean, obviously, I think we have talent at defense, but um, yeah, I've, I'm a little hesitant about all this play calling that we've had or not adjusting after halftime. That's my issue. I'll also say this: Branson's young. He doesn't have any kids. I don't have any kids. I do want to shout out the super dads and super moms of PHO. You're super mom. Well, I mean, my kids are grown. <laughs> yeah, but but you're, they're alive. They, yes. you, you grow, you you raise them. Yes, they are in college, and they're they're all watching right now, right? No, I mean, I drug them to so many football games when they were little. <laughs> they literally uh, uh. wouldn't probably come for anything now. All right, I got them at a spring game a couple of years ago, and that was the last time. Oh, they hate football. No, they like it, but they just had to come to so many football games. Like, it was just, they just were over it. <laughs> oh, my God. Since uh, they were, like, five. They were at the SEC championship game when they were five years old. So, like, yeah. 
they're just done. Well, there you go. Big shout out to Rick. Thank you so much for the super. And there you go. Now, I have got to start the film study because I got to drive back. Wait, are, did you drive or fly? Oh, no. Um, I drove. I came home to North Louisiana and then I just drove oh, down here. Oh, okay. So I'll go back tomorrow and then back to South Carolina Monday. There you go. There you go. I appreciate it. We got two PHO legends on here tonight. Nurse Gord. Legends. Yeah. Cool. Legend of the Hidden in Temple. Purple parakeet still I die. <laughs> were you wait, were you a per, were you a parakeet? No. What was your what was your team name on Legend of the Hidden Temple? I don't think is that the, I don't think I played that. Is it a video game? No, it was a game show. Oh wait, what was it? Legends of the Hidden Temple on I Nickelodeon. Ne- I don't there was a purple I think I'm parakeet. Too old for that. No, it was a purple See, parakeet. Between, between yes. Tom and my Tom, it was right yeah, I don't right? even think I've ever heard of that. There there was a purple parakeets, oh, the wow. orange orangutans, the blue barracudas. Oh wow. Uh uh the red piranhas. I they didn't they couldn't think of a alliteration with red. I was like, there's a thousand like animals named with rhinos. the letter rhinos. <laughs> it might have actually been the red rhinos, now that I think about it. Um We'll let, you, we'll let you take this one uh, from, from Sibley, a fellow patron. Did you like the all-white uniforms? Yeah, I do. I like them. Okay. I so. mean, I liked it, too, how, like, Jaden was, like, I, I posted that on Twitter, too. I was, like, icy white. Like, he was, yeah, yeah he was completely white, uh, outfit, whatever, suit. Um, yeah, he was definitely a pimp. Okay, so the uniform rankings for you are white top. Gold bottom number one with, with with gold helmet. That's number one for you. The the the, the traditional, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, it's always it's like a staple. <laughs> All right. So let me know what you think in the chat. What about? Do you prefer white helmet, purple top, white bottom, or white helmet, white top, white bottom? Do you prefer the all white, or do you prefer the white, purple, white? Which one do you prefer, Nurse Nurse Court? Oh me! Oh, I like the white, uh, white. Oh, you like the icy I white? I like the icy white. The yeah, icy. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? Huh? I do huh? kind of wish huh? they like do something with the helmets every now and then, but I'm I'm kind of like I like the tradition. Jared and said, I like the gold helmets too. Jared said he didn't get a shout out. Jared, I put your photo on the thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was this was from the PHO made up that oh, uh, wow. meet up that. Uh, that you attended. Well, that's the New Orleans. That's the New Orleans, in New Orleans. At, at, okay. um, at Stumpy's. Okay, yeah. So there he is. The most yeah. high heartbeat. Yeah, Jared with the mustache. Mustache, yeah. Shout out Jared and Nicole. So there you go. Now, here's a good thing. We will have a film study tomorrow night. I'm driving back home uh, to go see my wifey and my dog. Uh, and I want to say thanks to everybody uh, that stopped, said hi, all the good stuff. And we uh, have everything on podcast form. Every live stream, every second of every live stream is on podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. And subscribe to the YouTube, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you soon. It is. You say it. Say it. Say the, the channel name. You, you don't know the name of my channel? <laughs> what do you like? PHL, like the PHL, okay, like Carter okay, the Power, you're, you're out, Carter you're out. the Power Brand Hour. Yeah, in. get over here. Yeah, yeah, she, she, I'm fired. Yeah, you, 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 you have it. <laughs> you're, 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 you're out. Okay. <laughs>
I'm like, I just said, 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 now, now I feel yeah, like I've been she, put on the spot. No, but but she she's had she's had too many. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I started. I had a Bloody Mary at seven thirty eight a.m. Seven thirty. Yeah, Bloody Mary. Yeah, this is good. This is like some kind of sangria margarita. In a torchy time. From torchies. From torchies. Torchies. Torchies serves like alcohol? Drink. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can do the live show from torchies next time. Yeah. All right, Branson. We'll, we'll, we'll. Hit it! Power. Go. Our. LSU boom. Come on now. I can't. Go. I'm not going to be able to live up to it, but that's, that's something, right? And what are we having tonight? Well, you just had. Some of that amazing Rotolos. I am going to be in a food coma from all the food I ate today at the tailgate. Well, what'd you have? Oh, I had pancakes. I had some sausage. I had okay. a Krispy Kreme donut. I had a hamburger. Um, there was something else I ate. Hash browns. I ate a little bit of hash browns. And that was about it. So let's go. Cool. 